Yeah, great. Okay. Enjoy that later. And welcome to episode 16, episode 15. Let me double check. Oh, no. Episode 15. 15. Episode 15 of Loud Friends. How unprofessional of us. <laughs> this show? I don't know. So. <laughs> uh, joining me, as always, uh, my co-host on the coast, Mike oh, Egan. That's so true. How's it going, buddy? Hello, hello. Uh, it's going well. Uh, it's a fine coastal evening tonight. Um just wafting academia in the air. Yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm, I'm a little too close to Staten Island for that. Um, I did, however, uh, partake of some delicious homemade chocolate chip cookies this evening. And so um, I'm feeling it and I'm ready to go and I'm happy and I'm full. Related to that, actually. So uh, I was talking to, uh, talking to you about this recently about um, because uh, as people know, you you are incredibly Irish. Yeah, just so, so, yeah, so very just Irish. bleeding green over there. Right, yeah. Um, and I was trying to remember, I don't know how I got on this little tangent, but I tried to remember, uh, my my father's side's very Irish. Mm. Um, grandmother from Ireland, I'm actually pretty sure, I think she immigrated mm. here. Okay. And that's probably not true. It doesn't matter. I was trying to figure <laughs> out, I was trying to figure out where she would go to get this particular uh, Irish soda bread every year. Right, right. And I texted my parents. I found out that it was a place called Winston's on like Tinley Park. But that was, and I don't have the most warm feelings towards St. Patrick's Day necessarily because it would always just culminate in my parents going over to their friends like, uh, St. Patrick's Day party. We would go see the Southside Irish Parade and go over to their house. And basically, it was a whole day of me being bored and like watching like NCAA March Madness college basketball that I had no fucking interest in. It was just, yeah. <laughs> it was a bad holiday for me. But the thing okay. that was always fantastic about visiting my grandmother around that time is that she would have a loaf or two of Winston's Irish Soda Bread, which I appreciate very much. So. Uh, this is all a long way to say that uh, Becca made some for the first time yesterday. Oh, wow. Um, and, you know, nothing's ever going to replicate your your nostalgia for food. But it's pretty good. It's it's pretty good fresh. All right. Yeah. I Yeah, I, I can't remember the last time I had soda bread. I, I, I don't... It was never like a traditional thing in my family. I feel like I had it maybe once in school as part of a, like... A cultural swap day, yeah, or right, something. like foods yeah. of the world or whatever, yeah, and and not since, but I remember liking it as a kid. It's great. It's um, I remember it being like really dense and like just a little bit dry. Like it's it's not crazy flavorful, but like it's it's just enough. There's a good consistency to it. It's got golden raisins in it, or the ones that I, the one I had would have golden raisins. I know people right. use different all sorts of different raisins for it, but um, yeah, yeah but it's perfect like just a big old slice of it with a bunch of like butter smeared on the top it's mm-hmm. just it, it pairs so well um so i'm glad that both our respective partners are indulging in the cold weather and immediately the oven just goes right on yeah truly we're uh we're living in hog heaven here hog heaven um, have you not heard that expression never <laughs> okay but i would like yeah. to go there 
<laughs> to hog heaven yeah well yeah. it's good good news pal because that's where you're currently located okay okay i i googled hog heaven to try to find the um the root of this and it, it brought me up uh it brought up uh some maps results what <laughs> there's a so if, there's a place if you're interested uh we can oh, there's go. gotta be there's gotta be some like large you can is imagine. it like a pork retailer um so we have hog heaven barbecue in rossville georgia okay currently closed but we do record this podcast at night uh we have hog heaven hobbies in fiskdale massachusetts one can only imagine um it doesn't look like that's a that's a food place i don't know what that could be um and then we have hog heaven ice cream in lake harmony pennsylvania temporarily closed unfortunately but here's what's intriguing about hog heaven ice cream and we don't have to dwell any further on this but uh the title the name of the shop that it's giving me is hog heaven apostrophe ice cream like like a hog heaving but with an in <laughs> or something like it's it's spelled with an en though so i don't really know what they're going for well, I suppose next episode we'll just have to d- visit the creamery and uh I guess while they're so. closed though. <sighs> COVID. They are, yeah, unfortunately. Damn. Fuck. Some some synonyms for hog heaven from uh Merriam-Webster.com include okay. Easy Street, Fun and Games, Picnic, and Beer and Skittles. This is fake as fuck. I've ne- what the beer and no, Skittles. No, it's, it's beer and Skittles over here gov (laughs) (laughs) i've never heard that that's extraordinary let's move right on um (laughs) i've uh my my day's been we i've my energy's been all kind of screwed up i you you know about this i've started to um i've started to really get not i mean not like serious about it like serious in comparison to what i was doing before but i've been doing um some like resistance training i've been doing some weight exercises a lot more in the last like week and a half two weeks roughly trying to like keep it to a monday wednesday friday thing and like let me tell you when you're like when you are doing this whole thing properly and like mildly bulking up it there's a lot of adjusting that your body has to do from like doing none of it to going right into the thick of it like i didn't realize like you just you have to eat more you hit like just more protein in the diet you have to sleep more drink more it's just like it's doing this thing necessitates like you you basically you either have to take care of your body or you're just gonna die <laughs> like not literally <laughs> right. die but like i've i just felt so so tired i had to like go lay down for two hours in the middle of the day because i was just like yeah i can't focus on anything and it's it's like it's dreary outside i'm yeah just cooked i so i don't i i'm i'm still getting the hang of it but that being said even this early on my body does feel a bit better already which is which is nice it's and it's and it's in the small things like just getting up from my desk after sitting for a couple hours like i'm not feeling like those little weird kind of aches and and pops so much or like going to take the garbage out. I feel, I don't know, weirdly, uh, not that that was ever an issue before, but like, yeah, just using my body for normal everyday shit just feels like 10% better. Right. It's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. That does sound nice. That's very tempting. (laughs) I would like to, uh, 
not not feel awful after doing simple everyday tasks. I, I think I, I started to get onto this because I had realized that my idea of like what optimal, not like optimal fitness, but just like this is what peak performance looks like. <laughs> right. Uh, but just the, I think us being Americans, we understand that our education systems don't do a great job talking about like diet and nutrition necessarily. Yeah. Um, and so there's just so much information that can be exploited in this country in particular and like so much stuff that you can sell people on right. as far as like the diets and the exercises that you can shell people out on. But like, yeah, it's so much, it's so much simpler than I think a lot of those things would have you have, you know, it really just says, Hey, it, like work hard, do some good exercises and make sure you eat more and then sleep more. Like you can't, you can't skip out on any of those later things or else you're right. just going to feel like a husk. Right. Um, yeah. Which is unfortunately what a lot of like folks pedal. It's like, oh yeah, do this diet and also like do some strength training. It's like, there's nothing left. Your body's yeah. got to like repair that shit. Like you have to, you got to add more to help the machine go. Right. Yeah. And, and people take it as like, oh, I feel awful, but that's a good thing. That means it's working. Right. And then maybe not so. And then eventually you just fall off of it anyway. Yeah. Cause it, you feel terrible. <laughs> yeah. Why would you want to feel terrible all the time? Imagine taking care of your body. It's getting, it's hard to imagine now, but I'm, I'm trying to, I, let's see if I stick. I think my thing is that my consistency with this sort of stuff does tend to fall off after I start getting bored. Like I'm just a guy with a bedroom and two 20 pound dumbbells. And you know, there's plenty of stuff you can do, but like just keeping it interesting might be a little bit challenging. Um, right. Anyways, that's, that's me. What's, uh, What's been what's been going on in your world? Um, Anything eventful? Well, there was one eventful day this past uh, uh, week or, or week before. Um, we okay. So, how to set this up? Um, you're familiar with Apple's AirPods. I have heard of them. Yes. These are these are their wireless earbuds. Uh, Lauren has a pair. Um, they were a gift from her, her mom, I think a couple of years ago and she uses them all the time. Um, you know, listens to podcasts constantly. Um, like all of us, um, you know, <laughs> like you, you dear know, listener, like you, just like you, you can relate to this story. Um, funnily enough, she does not listen to this show. Hmm. Um, oh, okay. It's, uh, that might yeah. change the guest considerations going forward. <laughs> it just, I, you know what? I'll let her know. Yeah. It just might. It's a real strain on the relationship. Certainly. Um, <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so she, uh, she always using these AirPods. Um, so the other day she's, um, she's getting out of the shower and we have a, um, a little Bluetooth shower speaker that you can take in there with you. We both listen to like podcasts or music in the shower. Sure. Um, and she was switching over from that to her AirPods because, um, I was out here in the living room doing my, uh, Spelunky daily. I'm recording those and putting them on YouTube now. She didn't want to be too loud even though I can, I can never hear her podcast, but, uh, she was like just trying to be extra considerate. And in so doing, um, she had her AirPods in and she was like getting ready, getting out of the shower. And at some point she feels one fall out of her, her ear. I remember if it was the left or right and it, it falls and she just hears like a, a, 
a tapping sound of like it hitting something. And she feels like she knows from which direction that sound came, but she looks around and she's like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll find it in a second. Like finishes, you know what she was doing. And then starts looking around and she thinks she heard it like bounce off of the little trash can next to the sink. Sure. She's like, okay, so it's, it's over next to that somewhere. It's between that and the sink, or it's like fallen behind the toilet somewhere and I have to clean it off, whatever. Not finding it. Um, it doesn't help that the AirPod is white, of course, and all of our bathroom fixtures are also white. It's camouflaged. Exactly. She's thinking it, it couldn't have like, I don't think it fell in the sink. It wouldn't fit down the drain anyway, because we have one of those little stoppers in there. Um, it's possible it fell in the trash can. It's possible it's somewhere behind the toilet. Uh, and, and this that, is maddening too, because I have to imagine that like the square footage of the bathroom cannot be immense. Right. It's we. Yes. It's a. It's a your typical Brooklyn apartment. It's a tiny bathroom. There is not a lot of. Literally a water closet. Yes. There's not a lot of floor space for this thing to be hiding in. So she's looking around like it couldn't have bounced up high enough to get into the tub and like go down that drain. So looking around, like lifting up the carpet, there are a couple other little nooks and crannies. Like we have, you know, one of the the pole that, that runs up and down for like a radiator pole. You have radiator we, poles? We have a pole. Yeah. And it's it gets warm because wow. it's connected to the radiator system somehow. Okay. Um, looking behind there, you know, maybe it's perched some some cannot find the thing look looked all behind the toilet everywhere it it's not there so now she's thinking okay well it fell in the garbage what i heard was like it it hit the lip of the can it fell in or whatever i'm trying to remember at what point i come in i think she goes through the trash once and then i come in because i hear like all this rustling around and i'm like is is everything okay what's going on in here and uh, she explains to me what's what's happening. So I'm like, oh well, okay, well it's it's got to be around. Like, sure, whatever. Right, like, right. it's it's that that meeting point where I have not yet experienced all of the where the fuck is this thing that she yeah. has. And so I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I'll look. And so then I go through all of those motions and like I'm picking up. We have this little like wash tub uh, that we use to do our, our laundry over the pandemic. Like unfolding that looking at all the nooks and crannies it's not in there it's not behind our step stool looking at all the different like laundry detergents and everything and this thing isn't anywhere so she's like okay thanks thanks for looking i'm gonna finish up in here um she goes through the trash a second time um she goes to the length of unfolding every used kleenex in the trash can oh yeah they're like, expensive man i mean yeah and I, I mean, I'm thinking like, it's not, it's, it's not going to be in one of the tissues, certainly. But she's like this, I, I have to do this. I yeah, have to find right. it. So goes through all of the tissues, everything in there. Nothing. Still not there. I'm thinking at this point, there, there are two options either. Okay. Maybe the, the bathroom door was cracked open and somehow they like perfectly shot out that crack and they're in the hall now, yeah. or it vibrated at just the right frequency and it fell through <laughs> the earth and it's oh, okay. in the earth's crust now. That's true. You can't just phase through things if you vibrate correctly. We all know this. So I'm looking in the hallway, like moving shoes around, looking in, in the front mat. By this, by this time, it's like 
past lunch she hasn't eaten she's like i'm just going to eat lunch and then this will be my day and that's <laughs> how it's going to be so she she comes out of the bathroom i'm like okay well i have to go use the bathroom now so i'm just going to take another look around i'm in there i'm looking around <laughs> i come out still can't find the thing then she starts making lunch i'm sitting around for like five minutes i'm thinking wait a minute this is an apple product certainly there's some kind of tracking device inside like it's a it's a wireless electronic device you can track this shit right okay okay and apple like famously they have specifically they have a an app called find my where you can find your you know your macbook or your phone or you know whatever Got um it. and i'm thinking certainly that works for airpods right so i look it up real quick and yes it does work for airpods so we open up the find my app and as it turns out i was i was worried that it would it would be like we would open it up and it would be this like general dot on a map and be like it's right. on your block a like, geolocation of the thing right yeah right but luckily uh it is much smarter than that in that uh you can from the app make the thing you are looking for make noise oh perfect it even goes deep enough for like you can choose whether to make the left one or right one or both make noise. That's pretty nice. That's yeah. That's a that's a really good feature. So we're like, okay, which one is it? The one that's that she's holding in her hand is the only one making noise, and like I'm trying to hear if there's any other noise, and I can't really tell. So she's like, okay, I'm gonna go in the other room so you can't hear this, and I shut the bathroom door, and it's just silence. So I'm like, okay, this thing either like did bounce down one of the drains or it's dead or it just will not connect. Um, and then eventually hear a little blip blip, little blip blips coming from somewhere in the bathroom. So I close my eyes and I hone. Wow. My, my spidey senses. You, you shut the ones <laughs> <laughs> you, when you deprive yourself of one sense, all the others become heightened, Zach. All right. All right, Sherlock. Where the fuck was it then? <laughs> so I went to my mind palace <laughs> and I realized that AirPod is an acronym for. <laughs> it was in the air. Uh, it was in the air. So I had to reconstitute it. Uh, it sounds like it's under the sink. So I, I open up, I open up the cabinet and I'm like, fuck, this could mean it's in, it's in the pipes. <laughs> that was my first thought is like, it's in the oh, pipes no. and I'm hearing it from inside the pipes. Okay. Uh, so I stick my head in there and I realize, luckily, it is not in the pipes. It is inside the cabinet, in the back, in this little, like, plastic container underneath a bunch of skincare stuff. What? That, that, that Lauren keeps underneath the sink. And so I just, like, was frantically just tearing shit out of there and held it up. And I was like, it's here! This is the AirPod. It was an incredible so, moment of, of did, triumph. Did was the box out when she lost it? Is that how it got in there, or did this just take a magical JFK bullet <laughs> jump? Hop, hop skipping a jump. I don't think anything was taken out. I think it it took a magical journey. I think um, the the under sink cabinet doors were open or, or like slightly open, and what she heard was not it bouncing off the trash can, but it bouncing off one of the doors and ricocheting into that container under the sink. Absolutely Somehow. unbelievable. A, a trick shot if I've ever heard one. A absolutely. It was 
it was an extraordinary experience. It, it was, it really it, like was that, that level of <laughs> like stupid level of like, we saved the community center. Like <laughs> I, I hit the, I hit the, the one home run that, that won us the game with, with, uh, you know, bases loaded bottom of the ninth. Absolutely. Um, so if anyone's out there is ever looking for their AirPods, just be aware that, um, you can crack open that find my app and, and it is and a service that beeps. Mike now offers. Yes. I, <laughs> you I will enter, you enter your home. I will close my eyes. I will heighten my senses for you. <laughs> I will use Apple's API to paint yes. this thing. $1,000 day rate. How much per do pod. you like your AirBot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess I should make it less than the cost of the pods, huh? Well, there goes that. Honestly, with, with how some of my days have been going here, uh, with, you know, not too much money to go out and the yeah. weather getting colder, um, I kind of wish my some of my days were as exciting as being able <laughs> yeah. to find my partner's missing expensive thing. I know, yeah, like still being in the midst of the pandemic, like having having that that level of of triumph and excitement. I was like, "Oh, that was a good day, huh?" All yeah. right. <laughs> it's like it's three o'clock. Let's pack it in. Hey, honey, do you remember that AirPod thing? It's like, yeah, Mike, it happened three hours ago. Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? It's a pretty good. <laughs> You still, uh, you still got both of those things? How are they, how are they doing? Where are they at? Did you lose the other one? You mean, I know what to do now. What about now? <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty great. That was my, that was my excitement for, uh, for the week. Good, good. Great to hear. Um, yeah. Do you want to jump into our, our fun little activity that you have planned for us? Oh, how delightful. Why, yes, I would. Do you want to go ahead and give the pitch of this? Just like how you, well, cause you're, yeah. you're, you're copping this a little bit from a, from a waypoint episode, right? We're doing something a little bit different today. We want to try start trying some different things on this podcast, spice it up, freshen it up. The, the marriage has gotten stale. Oh no. <laughs> we need to, we need to try some new things. And so we've decided to, to bust out our segment chops and our gamesmanship you can cut that out. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna try some try having some fun here. Um, so I, today I have a game for us um, that I'm calling simply Intro Outro. It also isn't much of a game. Uh, the idea behind this is you're all familiar with the television. <laughs> have you heard of this thing? <laughs> the kids love it. They can't they can't keep away from it. Uh, learn all about sex oh that's okay <laughs> so this game <laughs> listen you watch a lot of tv you become familiar with a lot of intros a lot of outros uh and so today i thought it would be fun to sort of go through uh, a very short list uh, of what we like about certain ones from our own tv backlogs and uh sort of culminate with our perfect sort of platonic ideal of tv intro and tv outro and i like i love this for multiple reasons firstly i think it's like it's real easy to to do the research for this because like most tv intros are no like maybe 30 seconds at the most um so going back down memory lane and like revisiting old tv show intros and outros was really fun um like opening credit sequences and you know the uh, the ending ones uh but also, this doesn't really rely on... It's it's a nice way to talk about 
TV without really having to have the memory of the shows like fresh oh, yeah. in your in your memory banks because that's a, my my memory's not super great and also I don't I, I just do not watch that much TV I don't I sure. don't consume a lot of shows like I genuinely have like maybe one at a time and I'll do one of those episodes every week and if there's oh, yeah. I don't know more than I don't know as many seasons as is on one of my hands then I'm fucking out and I can't do it right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think this will be fun. Do you want to, I, mm, I've got mine categorized as, so I've mm-hmm. got my interest in outros, but I also have like a separate, like miscellaneous honorable mentions, like for intros. And I will okay. say I have a, a lot more interest than I do outros. Cause like, I mean, come on. I, I also, yes. Yeah. yeah. Cause um, I, I, like you said, like, I think most of the time and especially with how programming for a lot of that stuff for a, a lot of the shows that I remember watching when I was younger, a lot of this stuff is cartoons. A lot of it's Cartoon Network shows. And yeah. typically when the outro is playing, it like it either goes really quick and is sped up or there was also a point in time in which it would just like almost do a picture in picture, like minimize the scrolling uh, credits for the outro and it would just oh, have right. what's up next. Right. So right. you really You're wouldn't really get too Network. much of a. Yeah. 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 For that reason, yeah, like we we are going to have a lot more intros, and that that fact has me realizing how precious I find a really good TV outro. Me too. Yeah, it's really it's it's few and far between. It's it's a very special thing. Um, and so the the few I have I have five outros written down, um, and they're all they're all fair. Well, most of them are fairly special to me. That's impressive. Um, I only have I only have two. Oh, wow. Okay. I couldn't really think of too many off the top of my head that I really had a lot to say about, but I'm, I feel strongly about the two that I do have. Um, do you want to, do you want to kick it? I've, I want to talk about some of like the oddball ones that I have here just a little bit. Yeah. In, not insofar as I'm like arguing for them being like the best, but they are ones that I will do such a disservice to myself if I don't mention them. And I don't know if you have similar ones on your list or not either, but like, I need to talk about the fact that for some reason, so like, okay, so nostalgia is like a hell of a thing, right? And I don't know if you have certain things where like it was kind of embedded into you before you were like really conscious or like online, Mm -hmm. Um, not like internet online, but like as a, as a human being online, right? Right. That when you go back to now, you're just like, wow, this evokes really strong emotions, even though I don't have a lot of strong memories of like actually consuming the thing. Yes. Yes, absolutely. One of these is not really a TV intro, but it kind of, kind of might as well have been the song that the bulls came out to throughout the (laughs) nineties run. The Alan Parsons project song, serious. Uh huh. Yeah. There is a YouTube video that I go to every, exactly. Yes. It's incredible. It's there's a YouTube video I always go back to and it's like the bulls in 96 or 97 or something. It's like, it's the titular, yeah. like the one video that you get. If you want to look up the bulls intro, it's like game right. six of some like playoff finals or something. And yeah. it's just like them playing at home in Chicago, the crowd going nuts. Yeah. The distorted like announcers. Voice, <laughs> yeah. Hey, no! Like, yeah. Oh my God. Tear, tears on my fucking cheeks. Yes, like no absolutely. matter what, like, so I was, in, yeah. sorry, I was, I was too little to like, watch basketball know what was going on certainly i have never to this day watched basketball i i i don't care about it if i hear that if i hear the first just a couple of notes of that i hear that song spin up i'm like 
oh fuck or even like the opening like synthesized organ the oh yeah yeah uh-huh like slowly turn around in slow motion just makes you yeah. want to do a fucking dunk or something man yes it's, it does uh, it's, it's so uh, i'm i'm so delighted you brought that that's such a i would my brain would not have gone there I have a similar, so I bring that up, not because I think that's like a TV intro, but because I've got yeah. a very similar effect to the Thundercats opening sequence. Oh, okay. I think that was a show that I consumed quite a bit when I was younger, and there's something about uh, the, I mean, Thundercats was the 80s, and it was the kind of time where you, you know, you shill out for like a good, well-animated intro, and it shows, yeah. um, and the music crescendos too that it hits in in that introduction too, same thing. I, I tested it literally an hour before we started recording. Same fucking thing. Just like just yeah. immediate tears. Like it's, it's that strong in my, uh, in my, uh, childhood psyche that it, it draws that out. God damn. I don't, I don't, I never watched Thundercats. So I, I don't think I am familiar with the Thundercats intro. Do you want to pull it up real quick and just watch I'm it? Gonna, I'm going to pull it up real quick. Oh yeah, okay. Like the composition is so solid. Yeah. And you had a lot of this in like the 80s and 90s of like intros that were so much better than they had any uh, any right to be. Just incredible amounts of flourish and like a lot of animation muscle flexing. Wow. Just Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um and also listener, please uh feel free to uh watch along. I there is going to be some kind of editing gymnastics that i will do so you're not just hearing yeah. our reactions to these things so it could get a little bit choppy but we we do want to be able to have like some fresh uh exposure to some of these just so we kind of know what we're talking about so yeah bear with us on the uh the cutting room floor here i have to i have so many written down i i did myself a real disservice and wrote a ton more down than i had the night prior uh just before recording this so i need to i need to pair down now and decide which ones i really want to talk about i think i i know the ones that i want to like dig into and the ones i want to just do mentions on and i've got you know i've got three other ones that are like just fun mentions yeah that i'll do really quick um firstly cheers oh um, sure yeah the theme song for Fantastic. cheers is iconic classic everyone knows it and loves it um i thought it was kind of weird and creepy when i was younger because i like saw it on like nick at night i'm just like what are these old like timey photos doing on my television of these real life looking people what's right, going yeah. on um but i've grown much more warmly to it as i've grown older and i don't even watch yeah. that much cheers like i probably watched like a dozen episodes of cheers but it's a nice like that's a that's a old comfortable sweater of an intro uh for, for sure the music yeah. i think um and also, like, would be I think we'd be hard pressed and do a disservice of not mentioning this, but like, you gotta mention Cowboy Bebop. Oh yeah, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, it's like it's almost to the point of cliche at this point. Like, maybe when maybe when the, that live action version drops, it will it will end up being cliche. But that's that's the thing. I like I didn't want to spend a lot of time on it because like everyone knows that intro, even yeah, if you haven't watched yeah. a lick of that show. It's just like. It does everything that any show intro needs to. It lets you know, hey, here's the style. Here's the tone. We're going to have fun. Or it's going to be about the details. And it's going to be larger than life. Like all yeah. contained within that 40 seconds or so. And it's, uh, yeah, that it is as close to perfect as I think you can come. Yeah, that is one of the, the top in my head. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, I can I can go down the list. Let's keep it animated for sure. now, and I will call out the intro theme uh, from Teen Titans. Oh, interesting. Oh, I didn't even think about the Teen Titans yeah. intro. I got to watch that one though, because I did watch a lot of Teen Titans as a kid. Yeah, the um, yeah the the early two thousands version. Right. Obvi. Oh, this is a very iconic music. Yeah. This is yeah. uh this was done by uh I think um, this was Puffyami Yumi, right? It was Puffyami Yumi, and I remember yeah. that because they got a show yeah, yeah, themselves yeah. on the Cartoon Network that was not as long running, but like you could tell that the musical influence is there all throughout the show. Yeah. Wow, yeah, this is a really interesting introduction because there's a lot of like weird multimedia footage, like especially when you hit Beast right. Boy, like yeah, yeah, just yeah. like, oh yeah, some stock footage of a gorilla and a rhino and stuff. I always loved that, yeah. Yeah, it's really visually interesting. They play with a lot of fun framing with like just the the lettering of like Teen Titan and stuff and Right. They do a lot of fun like thematically appropriate backgrounds and like texturing throughout it. Yeah. And the song is good. The song is oh, really catchy. It's a real jam, yeah. Yeah, Teen Titans rule. That's yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, I haven't seen that in in a long old time. I've I've been thinking for a while about going back and, and maybe rewatching that show. Because it does have some like kind of more serious arcs in it. Like I remember it having, yeah, like really solid Like the late season like Terra stuff is like yeah, gut wrenching. It's absolutely. That, yeah. That was that was one of those shows that I think kind of ended up getting um a little bit mangled by how the network uh uh played it. Oh. Um or aired it rather. Um yeah, I think it I think some some episodes got aired out of order and like they would get close to the end and then start rerunning it for some reason. Really? So I I yeah, so I'm not super solid on like the sequence of events. That happened a lot. That huh. happened a lot. I um yeah, the like the fourth season of Digimon also got totally mangled for us, but that happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Networks. Shit like that, it, it breaks the experience for you. That sucks. Yeah. Um, do you got any others that you want to throw out? Um, yeah, one that I will. Oof. This is where we're okay. I I will because we, we don't either of us don't have to go and watch this. We know what is happening here, but uh, Evangelion. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll go ahead and throw out as an honorable mention. Um, yeah, yeah. That yeah, that song owns. Yeah, the theme song will get good. stuck in your head. I think I'm. I mean, I don't remember the visuals of it as much i think that's why i leaned toward bebop instead of evangelion where because like okay. i think both of those songs are on par yeah um but the bebop's visuals just evoke so much more i think yeah um the, it was, it, mean, this is good though yeah yeah the 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 visuals and the especially for me the editing of that intro is so like striking and and in your face like the the cutting to the music and the a lot of extremely quick cuts in in succession um yeah i'll have to rewatch really, it because i i haven't i don't think i've watched it since i like probably finished yeah Ava like maybe two years ago yeah that that show is is in your face from the get-go and how um yeah what else, what else do you have you have anything else you want to kind of throw out real quick um, I've got some that are two that are older that I think hold up super well. Dexter's Labs intro. Oh, show intro is really tight. It's um, 
it's it's really succinct. I think it's again it it does what you want an intro to do, where it's like, yeah, okay, this explains what the dynamic of the show is going to be and flushes these characters out just enough, while also yeah. having a cool score, um, like a very orchestral bombastic sort of. Oh yeah. Oh, this is so. Oh, this is of an era, you know. It's so specific. Yeah, oh, the this. like Dexter's Lab cow and chicken. Um, yeah. And the other one, the other one that I'm gonna. Well, I'll I'll wait for you to finish. Oh yeah, that's very simple. Oh, was that Tartakovsky? It is. Yes. I didn't realize he also did of that show. Wow. Samurai Jack fame. Yes. And Primal. I don't remember if that's. He did another huh. show post Samurai Jack, I think on Netflix, that I did not watch. He also did um, the original uh, Clone Wars series. Oh, man. Good for him. The uh, 2D animated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and another one in this era as well is uh, one that I didn't think would be burned in my memory quite as well as it is. The Powerpuff Girls intro. Oh, yeah. Uh, is very not an iconic not just for um for the usual like it because it, it does have this kind of introduction of like you know everyone can kind of recite the um sugar spice and everything nice right like, blah 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 perfect little girls and the professor utonium chemical x <laughs> like, yeah 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 um but then it just goes into this breakbeat stuff right music that i forgot I fucking love. <laughs> oh yeah. Like I'm such a big, and I don't like embrace it as much now as I think I should. Like, I think I should go down a hole at some point and just be like, let's get some break beat and some drum and bass artists because that's what I love in my heart of hearts. Yeah. Um, that theme kicks ass and it, it's, yeah. it's fun. It shows off the, uh, shows off all the characters and does like little micro themes for each of the individual Powerpuff girls, um, to like hint at their personalities. Um, very fucking fun and cool that theme song is embedded in my brain because um when we had first had the internet in uh in my home on the family computer we had um a dial-up connection like many folks i'm sure it was a free aol thousand hour cd um and of course it was you know it was the early 2000s so the connection was ass but despite that uh we didn't know that and so we tried to um we were on probably like the cartoon network website or something trying oh, sure. play some games trying desperately to get a an embedded quick time video of the intro to to buffer and load and so like every couple seconds we would be like play it now so we heard like the first second okay and we'll wait okay play it again and we would just hear it over and over and over until it fully loaded, you know, by dinner time. Uh, yeah, so that's that is that is embedded in my brain. But I still love it because it's it's a great intro. It is. Um, what else do you have? If you want, you can also start dipping into your outros. I feel too. Yeah, I haven't mentioned many outros. Um, I one one more that I do want to break out because we're still talking about cartoons and because you mentioned breakbeat, and I think there is a little bit of that in here this is one that i don't know if you're familiar with i don't know that a lot of people saw but um i think it was a cartoon network it was on it was on abc for me uh in the mornings uh a a show called fillmore oh wow fillmore yeah you remember this i do 
I I have no idea what the intro to film war is. This was uh, an intro that that captivated us as kids. Shit, this is reminding me I might have to alter my list in real time. Not oh, for no. the film not for the film or intro, but I think I am I'm Oh, this is fun. Yeah. Right, because the whole like conceit of the show is he was kind of like a school secret agent kind of thing, right? Right, yeah. He's he's like part of the safety patrol or whatever. Oh yeah, this is very much like the upbeat kind of like James Bond sort of stuff. You got the Congos in the yeah. back. It's very like horns driven. Right. Yeah. It's this great. Oh, the end of it is literally like a. It's like an homage to like 007. Like you get the da da da, and then it yeah. like goes off into something else. It's wow. Right. That's great. Yeah. It's doing a little bit of that. Like it. It has all this over the top secret agent kid stuff, um, but also like total police procedural vibes. Yeah which we just ate up as kids. Um, yeah, that's a great one that I, it had to make my list. Oh, okay. I'm looking at one right now, now that might alter my, my top intros. Okay. What other one do you have while I'm looking over this real quick? Yeah. So when I, when I was thinking about this list and when I was thinking about what my top intro and outro would be, when I think of, of what I want and, a TV intro outro to be their, their sort of function um, is to like, okay, take me out of my world and put me into this world and sort of bridge that gap, put me in the right headspace. It's like the opening to 2001, a space odyssey, right? Where it's just like, it's just dark and it's just like some orchestral music barely playing in the background. And it's like that for like 15 minutes and it's by design because it's like you're in the movie now and it just completely shuts off your brain. So right. my top it, ones. It's, it's the job to like create this like via media, a tunnel that your consciousness right. can like shut off to and you can just be melded at like 100% with the experience. Right. And so I think that's the case with the intro. And then the outro to me is like decompression you are you're you're coming down now you're you're coming back to reality um and so my top two i think my my top one intro top outro both do that perfectly um some but some others uh i i had to i had to write down buffy Ooh, i think for both intro and outro i think buffy is the only one i wrote down both intro and outro interesting okay cool i i didn't watch a whole lot of buffy i think i watched a little bit of it when i was 18 and it was on like channel 26 oh yeah or something yeah um which i don't even know what it would have been called but that was like that was like a, the like wb owned that network i think right it yeah was that was that was the u <laughs> just chicago things folks tell me about the buffy intro and outro oh i think it, it just does an extremely good job at and bringing you into the world and like it's who oh who is the group that nerf herder is is the group that that did that song i think they're called i did um, that's their name that's their name is nerf herder yeah incredible yeah um yeah it just it gets you into that mode really well which is like teens high school the 90s yeah it's a good not if i remember the theme correctly it is a good like upbeat but slightly moody guitar riff sort of stuff like yeah yeah it's like yeah right it's like edging towards like or or um like hinting at 
the idea that grunge exists. It's like yeah, a grunge light. Yeah, it's it's like um uh fucking uh uh ah I don't have it. What's the what's the sparkling water that doesn't taste like anything? But people think it tastes like things. Lacroix. It's like Lacroix. the Lacroix of grunge. There you go. Um, yeah, I I just think it's it's perfect at that, especially with the at the very beginning you get like that sort of spooky organ music and then a werewolf howls at the moon and then you get that i was gonna say is there a at any point in the intro is there the the toll of a church bell yes at the very end yeah okay okay yes and what is is, i don't remember anything about the outro though so what does the outro do then the outro is is just um just like a guitar riff from um from that same song yeah it it doesn't okay it's yeah it's not doing anything crazy it's just yeah that guitar yeah it's just really good at evoking the world that it creates totally it's it's a part of the uh, the world as much as any other part of that show Mm -hmm. oh it's coming down to the wire here and it's difficult for me to pick from the like i i think i'm gonna do this thing where like i think in a week i could be like oh no no wait this is actually my favorite intro but like i think Mm -hmm. these ones are close i just don't know how to uh i don't know how to categorize them um i will say i will mention the steven universe um introduction as well. oh sure sure uh very well animated the song is very fun same thing gives you just a good glimpse into that world um i want to really emphasize the music though because like it feels i think it feels the most unique in terms of like a newer slightly now i want to say genre list but like you know cowboy bebop's obviously like a very much like a big band jazz sort of thing um right powerpuff girls has the break beat dexter's lab is like an orchestral thing steven universe's music feels newer as of the last like five years sort of like it, right. it feels modern and very evocative of interesting genre blending that i think is not always common um yeah for sure and as and as always like every every um opportunity that that crew gets to flex some animating muscles they do and their their intro is fantastic for that um yeah yeah i haven't i haven't watched that in a while but um that yeah the the music is extremely good in in that whole show it's um ivy tran is uh i think the one who does all the music for that show and she's she's one of my favorite like modern composers i think uh I, I just love the stuff she does it's that sort of like isn't it a duo that does the music though am i wrong about that uh it might be her and um uh surashu i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing that correctly but um yeah ivy train has a, a partner that that um she works with frequently um but yeah i yeah. i love their stuff i love the, the shit that they put out all right hit me what do you got yeah okay um let's let's talk some outros should we we're kind of going long here should we just like rapid fire a couple on our way to the top our top ones yeah i think yeah. so i think it's a good idea i want to call out um if my if my top outro weren't my top outro i think it would have to be this so i have to call out the uh, uh outro sequences for the mandalorian no clue have not watched a lick of it it is um paint a picture for me or i can just watch it if you want yeah well they 
they're fairly long and it's it's kind of important that they're fairly long because it's what they do is it's this really interesting blend of like uh kind of old west like spaghetti western composition mixed with you know the star wars like big brassy action movie music um and it it's played over top of um the credits are rolling over concept art for each episode which is really cool um so you get to see like the conceptualized version of what you just watched um and then the music kind of crescendos when it cuts to the black starry background and just credits um and i i just love it I, that sounds I love really it. So, sick so so there's actually concept art incorporated into the introduction uh the in, the, outro. the outro oh yes, okay just the outro yeah that's dope that's really fun it's uh, now i'm talking it up it mm, that's it's really strong it's it's that's a really close um i added another intro while you we were talking about that okay it reminded me of something else let's have it and it's competing um yep uh-huh this is hard i have a runner-up outro that i will talk about then okay and i think that that is the outro to adventure time oh yeah and that I is think on my list as well yeah i think not just because of the the song itself and the playfulness of again it is a good decompressing like couple of seconds um the song is very relaxed it, you're literally yeah. just looking at some some very simply animated like like a butterfly and a bee and like a worm scrolling across. Yeah. But the thing with the outro to adventure time is that I think it is so frequently used as a intentional punchline because you know that there are so many episodes of adventure time that just end with Jake being like, Oh, oh yep, yeah. Meet more. And then it just cuts and it's like, that's how it ends. Okay. And it just, it's, right. There's so many, uh, just down to the second gags. And then it like it'll just cut to that like opening ukulele like yeah. flourish, and it's like oh okay, so that's it's it's a bit immediately it decompresses you, and then the song plays, and it's um to that to that same end too. Sometimes there are some pretty uh dire endings too <laughs> to right. plenty of Adventure Time episodes, and to yeah. the same token, the fact that it can work as well to provide uh, a foil to something sad or something stressful that just ended in your 12 minute kids show yeah uh, is, i i think speaks volumes to it even though i, I think it's in the simplicity of it that, that it works as well as it does yeah and it's very quick it's it's in and out and you don't even get the end of the song it, it cuts yeah. right to the frederator logo which is it's, very jarring <laughs> it's so it's so loud every yeah, time right. it's great no yeah that that made my list for sure as well um also making my list of outros Frasier. oh yeah oh without I, a doubt it's i love it i love it it's fantastic sing to me about your tossed salad and scrambled eggs well it's fun too that you get uh i think i believe every Frasier ending does this but you get this little kind of like pantomimed gag for like the 15 or 20 seconds right. that that yeah. runs to it's like silent it's, film yeah 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 and I'm, I'm not gonna i mean i can't say that other sitcoms haven't done that i'm sure plenty have taken that same thing and i'm, I'm sure fraser isn't like original to doing that but it's yeah so effective every time it's very good fraser's a, fraser's a good show yeah 
let's see that's that's everything i have on my outro list that isn't my top outro do you have anything else yeah no i've got my i've got my final outro as well um okay all right um do you have any other intros that you want to call out before we get to the big one I don't, I've got three left and I need to figure out which one is my favorite here. Actually, I think I can, I can, I can mention, um, you talking about Fillmore reminded me that recess existed as a show and that introduction is, uh, sublime. I I just rewatched it a few seconds ago. It's the, you know, all the kids breaking out onto like the black top. You get to see all of the uh, characters of the squad doing a little like two three second thing that fleshes out their character you get to see the dynamics of like the the social hierarchy a little bit of the uh of the school kids there um yep. and it's uh it's another orchestral one that like just kind of like it starts with like kind of a march and like a piccolo thing right and it's, just it's, goes into a, another crescendo of some more like vibrant orchestral music too yeah, it's like military. It's the, they're doing um, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. the Great Escape. Uh, oh, is a famous film about um, uh, an, a, a mass escape from a Nazi concentration camp. Um, it's a great movie. Uh, but yeah, I had that's, no idea that's, that's what they were alluding to. That that's what they're doing, and wow. uh, yeah, it's it's great. It's very effective, and like um, yeah, we we fucking we ate, we drank recess with a straw as, as fucking as sick it was so good just an incredible show yeah i'd watch that today it's it's so good um that that almost made my list i i just forgot to write it down um yeah uh, a, a really fast one that i think is really effective at just kind of getting you into it broad city i don't know if you ever watched broad city i did yeah broad city's intro is cool it's like it's two good. seconds it's it really is. quick and it's just like a lot of like big flashy like animated yeah uh i don't even know what would, how would you describe them they're just it's like, a lot of colors um just sort of like emanating from a a stylized word mark broad city yes um they change it up each time and yeah it's just like it's a quick yeah there, there, there's hardly any lyrics it's just somebody going like four and three and two and one and that's it. It's a little bit of music and then you're in the show. Um, yeah, it's, it's very effective. I think it's like, uh, yeah, I, that had to make my list even though it's very short. Um, not on the short side. I want to call out Sabrina, the teenage witch as well. Okay. Nineties, uh, early two thousands version on ABC. It's got her, I mean, it changes from season to season, but it's, listen, I had an older sister. I lot, I watched a lot of shit like this. Sure. Uh, it, it's <laughs> tell, got a tell lot me about of, Gilmore girls next. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, or charmed. Next never watched charmed charms kind of good <laughs> that is oh really okay interesting um yeah no it's got like a lot of fun kind of costume changes in it it's just melissa joan hart being very silly uh yeah it still holds a special place in my heart even though i cool. think she's an anti-vaxxer now oh no <laughs> I, I could be wrong about that so i don't want to slander melissa joan hart but i feel like that's that's probably right oh no oh that's so, fucking hilarious jeez yeah you can't you can't magic away the virus um i think we would be remiss if we went this whole segment without mentioning the x-files the x-files uh intro scared the fucking shit out of me as a child yeah it's great i couldn't deal with it it's fantastic that's exactly what you want it just the yeah i think that like i i recently watched that 
show with a couple of friends because there's a, we we get together a lot during like the October month to do various spooky activities. Sure. Um, and so we did watch a couple of episodes of the X Files, and I sat there still thinking like, yeah, this is horrifying. Like this is too close to like found footage shit to make me not sure whether or not what I'm seeing is real on the television. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It doesn't. I don't find it scary or, or off putting at all. Did Did Maybe you watch it as I, a kid? I did not watch it as a kid. Maybe it's because I, I didn't have be that it. experience. Yeah. 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 It's just like, oh yeah, this is a great intro. Very effective at what it does. I have written down, okay, a couple more animated ones that I'll just rattle off. Um, Harvey Birdman, I think, has a good intro. Pepper Ann is another um, oh, Disney Ann, show. Man. Oh, Great intro. Um, yeah, look that one up. Two that, well, I'll end on those. First, uh, this came out of left field for me, but I realized that I absolutely love the intro to America's Test Kitchen. What? <laughs> which is a PBS show. Um, it's exactly what you might think it is. Um, yeah, it's just like a little like kind of raggy piano kind of jingle. Um, and a very soothing man talks over top of it telling you, in the test kitchen today, we'll show you the perfect recipe for like fucking cornbread or whatever. And then <laughs> wow, in the tasting the corner. That's the recipe. He said it on PBS. It's fucking cornbread. <laughs> that's right. Fucking cornbread <laughs> from viewers like you. Yeah. Whenever I hear that, I just, I just feel like comforted and like it's Sunday afternoon and you don't have to do anything for a little while. Mm -hmm. um, and then two absolute bangers sort of along the line of Thundercats. Well, one of them is along the line of Thundercats. Okay. Um, I got to call out the Donkey Kong Country animated series. Oh, come on. Really? It, I don't know that it's the best, but it's up there. I, I think am, it, I am I think it absolutely to incredulous to this claim. It, hold on. It hold must on, be recognized. Me... I think nope. you'll love it. I just want to watch your face as this happens. This is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it I is an absolute nightmare show. I can't believe this. I'm, I'm shooting it off. <laughs> <This> is... <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Um, I said, much, in the matter of like five seconds, there was egregious like guitar soloing Donkey Kong's ass and like horrifically animated mouths. Just that gratuitous like, shot of his ass on the pier. Oh my God. There's so much to say about that show. Um, but much, <laughs> much better than that intro is the intro to another show that um, you might think, well, of course, Mike is bringing this up. But I did actually watch a lot of this as a kid, and that is Sonic Underground. Oh, Okay. Are you familiar? I, yeah, yeah. I think I watched that show a little bit when I was younger. Sonic and his siblings are resistance fighters uh, and also musicians. Yeah, and yeah. they free the world with music. And the theme song absolutely fucking rips. Oh, this is very rock opera. Yeah, yeah. This is like fucking Meatloaf wrote this intro. You're right. It's so funny that like this dramatic of music is for a Sonic show. Yeah, right. Like, exactly. This is like that whole era of like, why did you go this hard for this? Yeah. Yeah. If this, if the folks who wrote this song opened for Rush, I wouldn't blink a fucking eye. Right. Exactly. I love it. Incredible. Wow. Yeah. 
I had to bring that up. Completely forgot how the, <laughs> the tone of that introduction. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for bringing right. that up. Yeah. Um, that's, that's my rapid fire. That is, that is the extent of my list. I've been exhausted. Okay. All that remains I, is the tip top. Got it. Okay. So I've got two others to mention and, or wait, hold on. No, just one other dimension. You know, I'll do the one and then I'll do my top outro. Um, particularly because it's okay. a show. They're both shows I already mentioned. Um, the adventure time intro also, I think like needs to be recognized. I think because mm -hmm. at the time I remember when that debuted that the, the intro to it felt so subversive for like what it was doing at the time, because it was like, Oh, Hey, like cool. Uh, it, like it's got this build up to, you know, the long shot of Ooh going through the different areas and like seeing the characters kind of do what they're doing. Right. And then it hits Finn and Jake and it's like, okay, so here's where the big like music starts. And it's just, I think it's just like Penn Ward singing with a ukulele or something. Right. Yeah. Like, he, it, and it's the most like twee simple. It's, it's not like your action back. Like, Oh, like we're going to go like fucking do stuff. It's like, no, it's right. We're just going to hang. And it's like, things are going to be goofy and it's not going to be what you expect. At that time, wholesome as an idea was very subversive against a backdrop of like edgy shit. Adventure Time is sort of the vanguard of that of that fight against like things don't have to be bleak and edgy and and to be to to even be grounded and like to be interesting. Like yeah. Adventure Time is very goofy off the bat and that whole first season is very goofy, but but there's still consistency and like some uh, we've talked about adventure time before. Like we have, there, yeah. there is con consistency and there is um, another C word that I can't think of. Um, but they, they stick to their message very well throughout that entire series um, conviction. That was what I like. There's a conviction yes. to maintaining the odd world of ooh and anything contained within and without it um, in that universe. Yeah. That um, show was good. I will go ahead and rattle off my final intro because, again, it is a show I already mentioned. Um, Steven Universe's outro does a lot of things right. And I was looking through this today, and I didn't realize that... So when you when you go through and watch the show, you'll recognize that there are a couple of like different themes that they'll use musically for that yeah. ending credits sequence. And I right, didn't realize right. that... Like, and I, I looked up a compilation of them, and it was like 11 minutes long. I'm like, how, how, how is this? Why? And it's because there are like 30 different theme variations that they do throughout the entirety of that show of like the same theme. And I, it got me thinking like, oh yeah, well now that I think about it, they utilize the music in the end credits as like this end cap, but in a extended little bit of storytelling, like sometimes it'll just be the regular, like love like you, like you get Rebecca sugar singing a certain part of that song. Other times it's just like radio static that builds and builds and like adds to the anxiety of whatever just ended on that episode. And right. so I think that sonically they need to be like commended for that. Cause I think that again, they're just, they're utilizing every square inch of the show to communicate these things to you, um, which I think is impressive, but also just visually like the backdrops and backgrounds of student universe, the show gorgeous, better than most that I've probably ever seen in another animated show. Um, just very like blocky shapes, but very highly like simple, but also highly rendered at the same time. Like they feel very real and gorgeous. And 
the shot in particular for that outro is uh, it's overlooking like the coast that Beach City is on. So you're getting the reflections of the ocean. You're seeing the waves kind of roll in and roll out. Um, and there's the hand, this huge stone hand of the, like it's a statue that's affixed to the top of the kind of home that the Gems and Steven are living within. And so it just kind of reminds you of the otherworldliness of what this show is tackling, you know, these space alien gems, like trying to keep earth safe. But then on that hand itself, you see a washer and a dryer and you see Steven's laundry hanging out to dry. And so right. while it's, it's, it's calling <laughs> it, it just, it's grounding that back down and being like, yeah, but also like there's a kid here and there's some light things and there are softer elements to the show that aren't just, galactic existence it's also about this young child growing up and just learning who he is through all of these different experiences um and so i think yeah. it provides such a beautiful contrast there that i've i felt the need to uh make that my number one i think that one uh takes the cake okay. for ones that i can remember yeah yeah that that really rules and i i think i didn't realize until you described it just now that how how much that outro sequence is also like the entirety of the show in microcosm because uh with with steven as the uh, audience insert what they're doing is kind of inverting the usual formula of normal place but supernatural thing and what they're doing instead is like supernatural things supernatural reality in our world but inside of that normal kid yeah and he is kind of like the the grounding rod uh through which it's it's like the the gems trying to he's reminding them of human things in instead of like he, he's doing that from the the inside out instead of like the other way yeah it's it's very interesting that, that i hadn't that thought about that good. structure but that makes complete sense and it's also like a brilliant framing of that show right yeah that that's that's a good show i should i should watch that i never finished that show i should watch that. i i really think you should it's yeah it is excellent um you want to go ahead and let your intro final rip or wait do you want to do your you know we should do you should do your outro and then yeah. i'll do my intro and then you do your intro okay for, for the top ones i'm i'm kind of curious now if if we'll be aligned on on intro i think that would be a great way to end this we might it's yeah that's it okay my the outro i went with even though i might have just talked myself out of it and gone for the mandalorian is uh the outro to Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Yeah, okay. The uh the real folk blues. It's it just I that song fucking rips and like I don't the okay. I I guess sort of in conj I take it sort of in conjunction with the imagery that's playing underneath the credits um like spikes past life mm -hmm. uh, or whatever like you have the the rain-soaked bouquet of roses and such. Um that song is just so melancholy and <sighs> it's got heft to it though right like it it does it, like it comes out it like it grabs your attention there's again big like guitar and like horn flourishes that kind of yeah. meld together 
Um, but it's like it's still delicate because that sing that vocal performance is yes very spot on. It's gorgeous. It, it is it is absolutely another one of those you you didn't need to go this hard for this. Um, and like I don't know that this was created specifically for Cowboy Bebop, but um, yeah, it it just really goes it it takes you to another place it goes above and beyond and it's a good um the tone of it is is good um decompression yes from whatever the show was about um not that the show ever gets terribly heavy but um yeah there's like there's like two or three episodes at like the end of some arcs where we're just like oh wow okay but like for the most part it does keep it pretty upbeat yeah um but yeah man whenever when I think back on that, it, it just rockets to the top of my list. It's so, it's very good. I love Fantastic. it Fantastic. Okay. All right. All I'm right. ready. I'm ready to reveal my number one intro that I will say was decided mid-recording as I was oh, yeah, okay. thinking through. Uh, okay. Thinking through what I like. And I think, when I think about the introduction, that probably has the most kind of like physical effect on my body like really yeah like you said before it's that transporting me into the space of a world it's twin peaks baby yeah is that yours that's mine too yeah <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah I, that's great i had this decided weeks ago in the shower as i was listening to waypoint radio i was like i don't I, there's nothing that even touches that for me yeah, like I, you can you can wax poke and say a lot about the the work put into to constructing some of the other ones. I think that we've said on our list because again, like film composition is a completely different thing than you know animating. Like right. two completely yeah. different beasts. And like if you're comparing those apples to oranges, I'm gonna make myself sound like an ass like from the get go. Sure, right. Um, but there is something to be said about the choices made for that introduction. Just the beautiful shots of the northeastern United States landscapes, yeah. the pine trees, the waterfall, the small town, the shot of the, the you know, welcome to Twin Peaks sign. Yeah. Um, and uh, I can't remember how to pronounce his last name. Angelo B- uh, Battlementi. Angelo Battlementi's composition on that as it's, well. Uh, it's a beautiful it's it is at once beautiful and comforting and haunting it's it's a welcome and a warning at the same time and that makes it perfect for that show because it's a show that is it's cozy it has all the all of these like to, or to me it is at least it has all these very cozy vibes but at the same yeah. time like it's about a murder and it's about a lot of I mean, it's David Lynch made it, <laughs> so <laughs> it's about a lot of, you know, uh, uh, gruesome and, and strange and unknowable things at the same time. Um, but that that intro is, I think, the the perfect ideal version of it. It's the sound of going into that world. It's the sound of th- your world being shut off and like the horse blinders being put on. It's like. It's it's the sound of slipping into a, a cozy sweater and like you're gonna be here now. It's it's so the like the the tempo of it is very sort of slow and and so it, it slows your mind down and gets you into this mode of like 
because it's made by David Lynch, it's also things in the show are going to go very slow and you're just going to have to like go with the flow and get with the vibes of it. Adjust to um, that pace. Right. Um, Right. Exactly. It's the weird thing where like the, the theme relaxes all the tension in your shoulder and neck so that your brain can prepare for like a psychological assault. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Prepare Um, to suffer X psychological damage. Yeah. Uh, but I feel you though. I, for a bit, that was my comfort show. Where whenever I'd have a rough day, I'm just like, okay, let's watch that first two ep- those first two episodes again. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, wow. I was I was really hoping that that's how, that we would have the same beautiful we both end on Twin Peaks. I'm so happy that that's uh, that's how it ended. And speaking of ending, that's uh, that's gonna do it for our show. Um, oh, well done there. See the 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 podcast that get paid sponsorship money they do these things called transitions where they can fluidly go between different topics um oh that's fascinating not familiar i still don't understand it (laughs) thank you so much for listening uh to our 15th episode um we're we're excited for a couple of a couple of changes that we're going to be doing around here nothing too drastic but i think we're going to have some guests on we're going to do things similar to what we did today um i don't think either of us expected the intro outro thing to span the entire episode but like once we got on a fucking tan like once we got on it we we had yeah. to that could have gone either way yeah um, um yeah we we had a we had a meeting about this show <laughs> we did we took notes in a google document and everything we only wrote the words pee pee poo poo in that document a couple of times. I don't know if it was enough. We'll have to fo- we'll have to follow up on the second meeting. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll circle back on the, the pee pee poo poo. Uh, Mike, where can folks find what you do online? People can find me on Twitter at EganWorks, uh, and if you like videos, that's most of what I make. And you can find me on YouTube uh, at, at YouTube.com/slash EganWorks as well. Um, and you can find me out on that outstretched stone hand cursing myself that I forgot my fucking quarters trying to do (sighs) some laundry while I look over beach city as the sun is setting. I thought I brought them. I have to go all the way back up the stone arm. God damn it. Nice sunset though. No, gorgeous this time of year. Thanks folks. See you in two weeks. Bye everybody.